1: The Super League continues to shock the football world as news ripple and snowball and create more and more confusion. But we are trying to make the best out of it and give you all the context that you need. We have Jonathan Johnson, Jimmy Conrad, as we discuss Florentino Perez's remarks from last night's interview regarding the Super League. We also discuss the Premier League as they make a statement in regards to the league and what they will do, PSG, etc., This and much, much more. Que Lasso begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que Golazo. We continue this Super League conversation as we give you the latest context and updates, information. All you need to know is the Super League has taken over the world of football. And of course, joining us today is JJ, Jonathan Johnson from Paris. JJ, how are you, my friend? Hey, doing very well. Thanks. And yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, JJ, uh, it's been a very, uh, busy day already. Uh, so by the time people hear things are just continuing to develop, but we wanted to begin obviously with, uh, Florentino Perez going on Spanish TV last night. Uh, Chiringuito TV, who is the chairman of the Super League, obviously Real Madrid as well, boss, basically saying a lot of things. Uh, First of all, saying how this league, the Super League will save football at a time when football needs it the most. Uh, Even discussing, uh, you know, how fans are no longer really watching, young fans are not watching, and the Champions League, in essence, is just not a good product. Discussing who the team's We're going to play the ones that can maybe come later. Just so much. It felt, you know, kind of like a circus to me. But what were your initial thoughts from that Florentino Perez conversation with Chiringuito?
2: I mean, it was incredible, you know, just to sort of be following, you know, what was going on 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 Twitter. Uh, You know, every quote, it just seemed to get worse and worse. Um, I mean, credit, uh, you know, to, to Chiringuito for actually managing to get you know, arguably the main ringleader to, you know, to actually sit down and, and talk about it. But some of the stuff he said, I mean, it's it would have almost been better if he hadn't actually said anything because I think it now feeds this idea that, you know, the a lot of these clubs are, are following blindly, uh, you know, behind a plan that's not really been very well uh, mapped out. I mean, I can tell you for, for certain that the reaction here in France was I mean, one of dumbfoundment, bewilderment, Amusement as well, you know, because some of the stuff was just so ridiculous, you know, you, you couldn't help but laugh when when reading some of the stuff. I mean, to be honest, it's been an absolute train wreck uh, over the last couple of days, uh, especially the stuff that come, has come out of the Super League camp. Uh, I mean, one thing that particularly sticks in my mind from the very beginning was this phrase legacy fans. I mean, it's just it is awful. I mean, to be throwing around that kind of language, add that to some of the the stuff that uh, Perez was saying in the interview you know, and it doesn't make for a very convincing proposition. Sure, it's it's amusing for five minutes when you flick through the quotes, but, you know, to think that this could be the future of European soccer, you know, against pretty much everybody else's will, it's, you know, it is, it is scary at the same time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, as we're talking, a few pieces of conversation, I wanted to first begin with you and PSG, because PSG obviously have a huge stake in this. Uh, you know, with uh, PSGCO Nasser al Khalifi speaking uh, for the first time officially about this. What, What did he say in regards to everything that's been going on and as he holds, of course, his position with UEFA?
2: Yeah, well, it's uh, it's really interesting that, that al halafi has now decided to go uh, on record officially. You know, I think everyone's been waiting uh, since Monday because we know that Karl Heinz Rummenigge of Bayern Munich, uh, you know, went uh, on the record, uh, stated his opposition to the Super League. Uh, you know, and, and reading through al um press release. Uh, you know, he's speaking after his uh, re-election to the UEFA Executive Committee. But you know, one thing that really jumped out at me is, as soon as I read it was when he talks about PSG as a football club. He you know he mentions the words family, community, the you know the fabric being the fans, and that that shouldn't be forgotten. You know, that is something that's you know been profoundly missing from all of the clubs uh, you know currently involved in the in the Super League. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot has been said over the last couple of days, uh, you know, there's been claims that, that PSG and Bayern Munich were invited to, uh, uh, you know, to to join this breakaway league. But, you know, I think when you have two clubs like Bayern and PSG who have such, you know, strong opinions on the, on the topic, you know, it's quite obvious that some of the stuff that's been said, notably by Perez last night uh, to Chiringuito, you know, does not, ring true uh you know and and it seems like you know there this is you know an attempted coup uh you know staged by 12 clubs you know with claims that there are more more clubs out there uh you know and those claims diminishing by the minute because there there seems to be more and more clubs big clubs uh you know now stating that emphatically that they you know are against this and would rather search for some sort of reform uh with UEFA you know I think there's sort of a global acknowledgement across the board that the Champions League is not necessarily perfect, but it's better than, you know, going and completely starting anew, uh, you know, with this Super League. And I think that's probably the saddest thing in all of this uh, that I found when there was talk about how clubs that have won Champions Leagues in the past would trade their former trophies for the new Super League trophy. I mean, that is just absolutely ludicrous. You know, you can't just replace something that has decades and decades of history, you know, with something that was born yesterday. It's just, you know, it it is absolutely insane for for want
1: of a better word. Absolutely. And uh, as we're talking, by the way, everybody, So uh, as JJ mentioned, there's so many uh, moving parts going on. To begin with, Pep Guardiola had his press conference uh, ahead of his game against Aston Villa on Wednesday. And he basically was saying, listen, like uh, they told me about the announcement was going to come out hours before it happened. No more details after that. Obviously, he's been very diplomatic about it. He has to be. Uh, I understand that as Thomas Tuchel is and Jurgen Klopp, etc. Uh But he did say, you know, it, it's interesting to me that a team like Ajax uh, wasn't invited. You know, you're talking about the history of, of European competition and also just the essence of football and what it means. You know, you can't separate effort of, and reward. They, they both have to be, you know, together combined. There's also uh, players uh, after the Liverpool Leeds game discussing James Milner from Liverpool as well, discussing Pat Bamford, of course. So there's this ongoing thing, reports that Manchester City and Chelsea maybe are teams that are a little shaky about what's going on. Maybe they were pressured into accepting this Super League. So there's a lot going on. And by the way, as we're talking, Jonathan Johnson, the Premier League has already come out with their statement saying the Premier League alongside the FA met with clubs today to discuss the immediate implications of the Super League. The 14 clubs at the meeting unanimously and vigorously rejected the plans for the competition. The Premier League is considering all actions available to prevent it from progressing, as well as holding those shareholders involved to account under its rule. The the, the league will continue to work with key stakeholders, including fan groups, government, UEFA, the FA, uh, uh, EFL, PFA, and LMA to protect the best interests of the game and call on those clubs involved in the proposed competition to seize their involvement immediately. The Premier League would like to thank fans, etc. The reaction proves just how much our open pyramid and football community means to people. So there you have it. The Premier League officially, vigorously rejects it. Every team that's not involved in the Super League rejects it completely and is calling for immediate, uh, you know, suspension, cancellation, leave, the Super League, et cetera. Your reactions to that?
2: Uh, Well, uh, you know, it's welcome for a start. You know, I think that all... Uh, leagues across Europe, particularly the leagues uh, that have clubs involved at this moment in time. So the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, uh, you need need to come out uh, with a firm uh, and unequivocal response. That seems to be the case so far, you know, so I'm happy to see that from the Premier League. Another little tidbit uh, on there as well. Uh, You know, there are reports starting to emerge that a meeting between all of the Premier League captains uh, has been called uh, by Liverpool's Jordan Henderson, uh, you know to discuss the situation so this could get very interesting if the players start to mobilize you know we've seen uh, a couple you know dotted across europe you know coming out and and speaking or you know commenting on others uh social media posts for example about how they're you know very skeptical about the the idea of the the super league and want to remain loyal to the you know, to the, the values, the ideas that they've grown up with, with the, you know, with the Champions League. Uh, and, you know, there it, it, it just seems to be developments every, you know, couple of minutes uh, at this moment in time. It's, it's moving at the speed of light. It's very difficult to follow it all in real time. Uh, you know, and go, going back to the, the the situation with Pep Guardiola, I think the thing that I found the most interesting about that was the way that Manchester City's Twitter feed was sharing in great detail everything that Guardiola was yeah, saying, you know, yeah, pulling, no, yeah. pulling no punches, Uh, you know, and that's, that suggests to me, it kind of feeds this idea that, you know, city perhaps are not, you know, quite sold on the, on, on the way that this has been handled. You know, it seems to me like uh, a couple of clubs, uh, you know, were I'm not going to say held at gunpoint, but certainly put under a lot of pressure to join without enough time to really reflect uh, and without enough time for a proper strategy to be put in place, uh, you know, to to try to bring this into effect. And because of that, there's just mass confusion uh, across all of the clubs, whether they're part of the the breakaway idea or not, uh, you know. And it it's kind of it feeds this idea that it's every man for himself right now. And I think Pep Guardiola even said that at one point towards the end of his press conference before it was cut off. Off. By the way, you know he he was uh, that he was happy to answer further questions. He was told not to, uh, you know. So he's uh, Pep, Pep was silenced after you know going into a fair amount of detail. So you know that was another interesting development. I mean, there, there's just so many different things you know we can, we can analyze, you know. But I think the thing that's been really really heartwarming is that so many clubs, including our beloved Aston Villa, have come out, you know, and, and shown exactly you know what. You know, the competition means to them, you know, whether it's, you know, vying for promotion, battling against relegation, trying to qualify for Europe, winning a domestic cup, you know, these moments are are, are moments that unite all of us uh, as, as soccer fans. And you know we're we're not alone in feeling outraged uh, about the, the the proposition of this uh, super league, and you know the more and more people talk about it, you know, the more ludicrous the the idea seems. Uh, you know, and it, it is really really uh, you know heartening to to know that all of the other Premier League clubs have have pulled together. Uh, you know, and will now oppose this, and you know hopefully there will be some sanctions imposed. Uh, you know, and I just cross my fingers that it's going to be enough to you know to to put the brakes on uh, on this super league situation.
1: Yeah, well said, uh, my friend. And by the way, uh, you know, mentioning, you know, just echoing if Jordan Henderson reportedly is indeed holding this meeting, it's already creating a ripple effect, not just among fans and, you know, pundits or whatever, but players themselves, because I think I just leave it to that Peguardiola Guardiola part where when he said, I was told about this hours before the announcement came out and I have no other details. That to me is insane. We have Fabrizio Romano, on yesterday saying that players were messaging him on Sunday night, asking him about the Super League and how it's going to work. So to me, that's just incredible, just absolutely unbelievable. And it just all falls as well. Florentino Perez on Chiringuito as well, you know, discussing so many ridiculous things that just don't make sense. And it it seems to say that it's such an exclusive conversation right now. Jonathan Johnson, before we say goodbye to you, uh, obviously the Premier League just came out with a statement PSG knows where they stand. Zeria Ahmed yesterday. Uh, There's other, is there anything else that we're looking ahead in the next day or so that uh, we may be aware of? Uh, You know, obviously we know that things are coming from all over, but anything to really specifically look out for?
2: I mean, that's a really good question because uh, it's really difficult to know at the start of each day at the moment, you know, what could happen because there's so many different developments that go on. Uh, you know, I, I'm i really, really keen to know what comes uh, of that meeting of the captains, assuming that it does take place. I mean, let's stress at this moment in time that there is so much coming out that, you know, we can only sort of go uh, based on uh, you know what a lot of our reliable colleagues uh, are, are reporting, you know there's other stuff that's been said as well about the likes of Manchester United players, for example, being completely blindsided by this, uh, you know, and, and basically demanding uh, you know a, a meeting to know exactly what's going on and, and why United have suddenly been dragged into this Super League mess. So it does sound like this we could be moving towards a pivotal moment where the players particularly in the premier league uh, you know put their heads together and and really you know try to work out a, a solid united position you know we've seen them come together before particularly during the covid-19 times uh you know and and fingers crossed you know they they come together with another very strong response and judging you know by the opinions voiced by by current players by former players uh you know current coaches former coaches uh you know so- soccer luminaries all across europe it seems like it's going to be overwhelmingly against uh, the the super league. So you know, I hope that it you know if that meeting does go ahead between the captains that all the the players stand firm and you know stand up for what they believe in because you know it's it, it's really it's really touching to know that the same things that we value, you know guys who can't step out on the pitch week after week. Uh, you know, we have the same values. We we aspire to the same things as these players, as the coaches, as the staff. Uh, you know, everybody wants to see their team succeed in the same kind of way. You know, whatever the relative goal of, of that club may be. Like I said earlier, you might be fighting for a title, fighting against relegation, fighting to qualify for Europe or win a domestic cup. You know, with, without that, you know, without the threat of, of, of dropping out of the league, you know, the, the threat of failure, as, as Pep Guardiola put it. It's not sport, you know. There's no competition there, uh, and and it's not worth investing in. So I, you know, I really hope that the players, the coaches, everybody comes together and rails against this because it is, you know, it w- it would be the death knell for, for for soccer as we know it, uh, you know, in its modern form.
1: Jonathan Johnson, always excellent. Uh, make sure that you follow him on Twitter, John underscore Legossip. Uh, his uh, content as well on CBS Sports. Make sure that you read it. JJ, thank you very much.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Kegolasso. Usually we begin with Jimmy Conrad, but I wanted to end it. It's like a good dessert. Let's end it with Jimmy Conrad. <laughs> Jimmy C., how are you, my friend?
0: I- I'm good. I'm curious as to which dessert people <laughs> think I am. I don't know. That's up for discussion.
1: Um, I'm thinking like a really delicious gelato with like different... All
0: all right. Uh, like I'll that? take it. I'll take it. Yeah. A
1: very summery gelato.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lots of energy. You're, you're feeling good every time you take a bite.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of sugar <laughs> in that gelato. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Kegolasso. We just had Gen- Jonathan Johnson, of course, discussing laying out the land. Uh, and I wanted, uh, obviously, Jimmy uh, part of this because, uh, well, Jimmy, first of all, give me just your reaction as this snowball continues to grow.
0: So... When everything was dropping, that's when you had Heath and I on on Sunday. Everything was, we're still speculating and hearing a lot of things. And now that I've had a few days to process and some time to continue to get more information about what's happening and the reaction from some pretty prominent people across the landscape. Yeah, this is a shit show. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but this is an absolute shit show, Luis. And I'm here for it. I've got the popcorn and I'm kind of curious to see how it's all going to play out. It, It is Fascinating the Florentino Perez stuff. I mean, could you talk to somebody who's more out of touch with the younger people in the world? Uh, I don't think you could. Uh, some of his statements were asinine. I'm now I'm trying to think of a way to soften my uh, my cussing from before. You know, with the smart word that I actually read books sometimes. I I I I just it's it the whole thing is fascinating, and I I, I feel bad for the managers in some capacity that have to go out and speak for their club when they don't have all the information. That said, I do applaud the ones that have the courage to say, yeah, this is crap. This is BS. And there's just no way this should happen. And and I'm here for that too. And so I'm kind of curious to see how this whole thing unfolds we're all sitting here on the edge of our seat. Like this is, this is insane. This is, this is wild. And, and for us as MLS supporters, I don't know if you touched upon this with Jonathan at all, but our league is kind of set up, not like for like, but there's a lot of similarities to how the Super League would be set up. And it's it's, it's interesting to, to be an MLS supporter, to be a former MLS player. And I, I want to say, when the league started, it made sense to have this type of infrastructure in place. So it created some stability. One of the big issues that I have is that I thought at some point that the owners themselves, when they'd come in and buy in, would want... The handcuffs off so they could go spend and do whatever they wanted to do but apparently that's not how it's all working out and starting to look very similar to the nfl but it's run by a guy that got you know uh his experience at nfl europe with don garber and and there there is some some level of credit he deserves for for creating a, a robust league that it's turned into but I always thought it was going to evolve into a little bit more of a promotion relegation type situation. Once the infrastructure underneath became more mature and we could really put ourselves in that spot, but it doesn't look like it's playing out that way unless it's still MLS controlled into MLS one and MLS two. So I have a lot to unpack on that side of things. And and I got fired from a job for taking a step into the promotion relegation waters. Uh, If you want to get into that too, but, but it's just fascinating to me how this is touching everybody you know and that there's so much outrage and i think it's because it this is the one thing that hits home you know to get into the, the why isn't racism why isn't gender equality you know the gender equality or any of it why why isn't it having the same type of reaction globally we see that from from some of my former black teammates on the national the women's team. game itself yeah, like what's yeah. what's the story like why why now but I think it's because this, not everybody can relate to racism at that level, obviously. And, and, and the ones that can are obviously very empathetic to it and trying to create change. The ones that, right. that don't have any clue are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, uh that it doesn't hit home. This one hits home for everybody. Cause it really is impacting kind of the, the nature of the game and, and what that means for the future of it. And, and I think that touches almost everybody globally. It's, it's been Pretty remarkable. Uh, the negative reaction to this—that they probably were not expecting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this negative reaction, by the way, is throughout everything. We saw it in the Leeds Liverpool game uh, outside of the stadiums. Uh, players are already voicing their opinion. Marcus Rashford has already come out with a tweet. You know, it's a sign. Uh, 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 Matt Busby uh, Comment you know football is nothing without fans Uh, So we have uh, this ripple effect And the biggest one that we talked about with JJ And I wanted your opinion on this as a former Player a former leader on the pitch as well Jordan Henderson has called for a meeting For all captains uh, In the Premier League for Wednesday Uh, And that's Big Jordan Henderson The captain of Liverpool a founding member Of the Super League is calling for A meeting for all players In the Premier, all captains in the Premier League to meet and discuss, by the way, and we also discussed with JJ, uh, the Premier League statement of vigorously rejecting uh, TSL, etc. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Jordan Henderson just saying, listen, let's meet.
0: I love it. Uh, as a former captain myself, it, there was a certain level of responsibility that you took to protect your players, to help educate your players to the bigger issues. I was also part of the executive committee for the MLS Players Association and did that with pride and distinction. I'd like to think you know that I helped us work through that first CBA and, and it t- it's a lot. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of communication. There's a lot of players in different types of situations and so you need to be open to anything, you know, whether they have a big family or insurance or all these little things that, that maybe you didn't take into consideration. And I think being a leader helps you put yourself in other people's shoes. And I think that's really important. And so for Jordan Henderson to step up and say, Hey, we got to talk. I think that that shows one that the players are going to decide how much they're going to weigh in. And that could influence a lot because if the the players don't buy in of the biggest clubs, the ones that are in the Super League that could really sway not not saying all 12 clubs but that could sway a lot of the clubs to to maybe reconsider this whole notion and and maybe UEFA we still I think are on the under the assumption hopeful that this was just a power play to get some more more of the cake as I like to say from UEFA with regard to the Champions League uh, finances and and uh, profits but I don't know this 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 it's really disappointing in a lot of different ways. And I think that's probably the key word here. Very disappointing or key phrase. And, and I like that it got announced. I, Cause they could have done that in secret. You know, it, they, they're clearly making a statement of we're getting together. We're going to talk. And I think the players need to decide what their options are. For, if I was a player, I would publicly, they, they're, they're, they're not responsible. They weren't aware of this stuff. Right. But they are role models for so many of us, right. On both on and off the field. And, they now have the power, maybe a little bit more power than they think they do to to influence how this is all going to go. And so I like the move by Jordan Henderson. And I'm curious to see if who shows up and who doesn't. I feel like if you're one of the, you have to go. If you're the one guy that doesn't go and you're like, uh, you look like, you have to go. Like, the peer pressure is, is immense.
1: Yeah, there is no it's, way that you can uh, yeah,
0: you, you have to go. And so I hope that this is a domino, right? We're going to see these little dominoes. And if one team pulls out of the Super League, because there is a rumor that two of the English clubs are now reconsidering their position. Yeah, Man City and guess, Chelsea, yeah. That's for sure, Man City and Chelsea? It, it's
1: not for sure, but it's 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 highly reported that those are that. It's not for sure. It's a report. And I'm also not, I wouldn't be shocked if, the, if it was those two, because I'm also reading that, they were uh, some of these teams were pressured into doing it, sort of like Liverpool uh, and United and Real Madrid were almost bullying everybody. Going, listen, you better be part of this because we're going to be left behind, etc. Et and Man City and Chelsea, without knowing everything, uh, that's my opinion based on a report that we're reading. The Man City and Chelsea might be the ones.
0: Yeah, I think what's happening, what it's working towards is that Real Madrid are gonna want all the money and they're gonna be in a league of one team and they're gonna win the trophy every single season. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Congratulations to Real Madrid for winning the Real Madrid league. You know? <laughs> Ridiculous I mean, that's that's how this whole thing's looking to evolve it's yeah I,
1: I, and the only thing that i'll add by the way and, and, and very well said about the players and stuff as well and the ripple effect is it's creating havoc I, that's what literally that's what's happening a lot of teams in the super league are, are, are reacting to the negativity of what's happening and it kind of, it's also part of it insane to me that some of the uh, that just shows how out of touch they are that these fans they what did they think they were going to welcome this with open arms it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous but the other thing that i wanted to say as well was that This really affects uh, academies, youth academies of every team, because youth academies rely so much on their pyramid structured competition. Like an Aston Villa under 18s doesn't just play an Aston Villa uh, team in the Premier League. They rely on other people. And the other thing is also UEFA competitions. Like if, if you completely, you know, if UEFA says you are out of everything, UEFA, FIFA, that affects youth players as well. And of course, the women's game, which is huge. And it's just, it's a complete mess. And the fact that they did this behind their backs is is also another part of it. That's just incredible to me.
0: When I think about Andre Agnelli, the Juve president, who on a Saturday said, everything's fine, nothing's going to happen. And then on Sunday announces he's going to step down from two very important roles within UEFA and the ECA. And and then says Juve is going to join the Super League. How does that guy regain his reputation? I mean, even if this thing gets scaled back, how is he gonna dance? Does he is he ready for the PR that has to happen to kind of regain respect in the community? I, I just don't that's a bold ass move he made. And Florentino Perez, I think everybody could kind of considers him the crazy grandpa. So he can kind of keep going down that that route. Um, but for Agnelli, who seems to be a very smart guy, of course, but I don't think he I just don't know if they were ready for this backlash. It has been strong and it's been quick. And, and I think they're going to back down just maybe even due to public pressure alone.
1: Yeah. I, it's going to be, and by the way, it's been very official from other teams, not in the super league, uh, you know, uh, Everton's, uh, CEO as well with a statement, uh, earlier today, literally like speaking, to the fans, which was kind of amazing. Uh, basically, you know, condemning what was going on as well. Uh, the head of the European, UEFA uh, Women's as well. Um, Nadine Kepler as well talking. I mean, obviously, I, I say, that part, but...
0: I will say, it's... it's it's a lot easier after seeing the backlash as to like yeah we're on your side <laughs> you know yeah, we're
1: yeah, with yeah. the sure. fans
0: so so I take that with the But
1: this. I do like though that she it's literally it uh, I agree energy. I like,
0: agree but I see
1: so, no I get it you maybe, wait maybe for my cynicism
0: maybe my cynicism is is seeping in here I will say though Everton I don't know how much of a leg they have to stand on since they were one of the five teams that broke away to create the Premier League I I but it's new Good ownership point. of course <laughs> it, it's new ownership it's new ownership of course and and no, it's 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 always fun to be on the right side of history, I suppose. But it's it's um, yeah, yeah. I just find I just that's all. I'm just throwing that little grain of salt. No, right no, here. no. I, I,
1: everything everything comes with a pinch of salt, Jimmy Conrad. Sure, we sure. we we know that. So it's not like everybody's acting because they're the next Mother Teresa. We get it. <laughs> and by the way, that's been my whole argument this whole time. Okay, UEFA is not perfect. All right, the Champions League is not perfect. Clearly, this is a business. Clearly, uh, they want to you know, make sure that they accumulate as much revenue as possible, et cetera. But there is a chance and an opportunity to earn a spot in the Champions League. Atalanta, right, earned their right to be there. Okay. And the other thing is like, it is distributed in one way or another. It may not seem fair to some or whatever, but it is, there is a distribution This doesn't do any of that. It's completely exclusive, and it affects the domestic leagues because why would Liverpool care about a top four spot?
0: Listen, I I watched. I tried to watch the Liverpool Leeds game yesterday, and I, I just, I don't have. I actually don't have any interest in this. Like, why
1: would you? Right? Like, Villa's playing Man City tomorrow. Like, what? Why would you?
0: There's nothing riding on these games anymore. So.
1: At this moment, there isn't, because why would you go for a top four spot? It's just, it's just, so it doesn't make any sense. And the other thing that people don't understand is that Atalanta, I I say it again, because they're such a good example in the Champions League, when they welcome Real Madrid to their stadium, that's huge for them in terms of revenue. That's massive. That's important. That helps them financially. So now that's not going to happen according to, you know, these smaller teams. I know that the first games in the group stages in the Champions League can be not as exciting, but in a non-COVID year, what it does to those teams is is huge. It's massive. Even teams like, you know, Ajax and stuff like that, they, they need this revenue. So it's, people need to understand it. It may not be like an obvious huge problem, but piece by piece, month by month, fixture by fixture, this really affects everything, everything. Um and yeah, I mean that's all I have to say. James Corden, the Late Late Show, even talked about this. He
0: was he, and he was emotional. I saw that. He yeah. he was upset because it does. It strikes you in a way, like man, this is you're taking away the spirit of the game, you know. And and as I tweeted out after our last time I was on on Sunday, I said, you know, what makes the game special is inclusivity, not yeah. not exclusivity. Like this is game. This is a game for everybody, not just the ones that have all the money. And it's just interesting to me that the richest clubs. Are looking to get more rich as opposed to trying to help spread it around and continue to grow the game and strengthen the ones around it, but they just want a guaranteed ticket to the big dance. They don't want to have to earn it or work for it. So I, uh, yeah, it's interesting, yeah, This is we're just at the tip, man. I, I think this is going to take a little while to to figure out. That said, I didn't like the Florentino Perez came out. And said, Oh, don't worry. They'll still be in the champions league legally. They still need to play. Well, okay. Yeah, sure. Legally they still need to play, but it's really taken all the air out of it. You know, it's really lost some of its steam. And so they need to make a decision on these champions league teams and Europa league teams as to whether they're actually going to be eligible to participate next week.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be very, all right. Well, I mean, listen, everybody, like we said uh, every day this week, this is our main focus. Uh, Obviously, we'll, we'll hit on things that uh, as they come, as we talked Jose Mourinho I, I, yesterday. It's, change,
0: it's changing so much. You know, what do you, what do you, there's going to be more to. to talk about. There's more to talk about for sure.
1: Literally, as I was taping with JJ, the news of the Premier League statement came out. So we have to just continue to discuss this. But uh, Jimmy Conrad, final words before we say goodbye, as we wrap another Super League episode.
0: No, I think everything's going to work out. I, I'm i hopeful. and I'm. So very- you're optimistic. I am. I am. I, I'm a hopeless romantic. That that the people have been awakened in a way, and the and the players are are emboldened, and, and even your your longtime rival. You're probably on the same page with that person and can just set down those rivalries for a second and just i be- was
1: rooting for leeds united yesterday i, I know i, I'm I an know. fan like come exactly, on exactly
0: <laughs> exactly so it's really changed the narrative in a lot of different ways and i'm hopeful that this type of pressure that everybody is outraged that everybody feels towards this these decisions will hopefully rectify some of that. And the UEFA president came out this morning and said, hey, everybody makes mistakes. If they want to come back in, you know, I'm like, OK, <laughs> now, now, you know, saying that publicly is funny because now you're trying to shame them with your statements. I, I don't know. I don't know what the exit strategy or the the how they're going to solve this and, and resolve this. But I'm hopeful that there's a lot of sensible people behind the scenes because there's a lot of emotion. All I see is a lot of emotion. Uh, you know when you have exco or executive committee members coming out saying well they should be banned from the the champions league right away like that's an emotional response I, we still need people behind the scenes that are being sensible that are keeping emotion out of it for now not taking things personal and trying to figure out what the best solution is i don't know if that actually exists because i feel like there's it's because of what you said before there's a lot of backstabbing and people lying to each other's face so that's going to take some time to to mend
1: yeah, absolutely I'm hopeful, but
0: I'm hopeful That said, I'm
1: hopeful No, me too I'm also optimistic I'm always glass half full uh, So we'll see what happens But Jimmy Conrad Thank you so much, brother Thank you everybody. I want to thank Jonathan Johnson and Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Que Pod. Follow us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Sports.com. Every day this week begins with the Super League and everything that you need to know. So make sure that you stay tuned. Have a great, great rest of your day.